0: So Javier, as I understand it, in order to progress in my career, I should build a network to help me do that.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: However, in trying to build a network, I often struggle in having those relationships necessary to build that network.
1: Oh, it totally makes sense. If you're trying to establish good partnerships, discussions, or even broach the subject with people about having a network... Yeah, because it's like that that weird thing about going to network parties and exchanging business cards and all that stuff. It feels kind of weird, right?
0: Right. Well, it's also kind of like the chicken came before the egg or vice versa. Like in order to get that career, I need a network. But in order to have a network, I need that career. So how do you manage that?
1: Such a great question. We're going to get into these and a little bit more in this week's show, Level Up Your 9 to 5 on 95. Gov Geeks Assemble. Hi, I'm Javier,
0: and I'm Karen,
1: and together we are The The Gov Geeks. Geeks. We get together every week on Thursdays at 6 o'clock to talk a little bit about professional development in the public sector. This week, we're talking about why it's important to manage your professional network and give you some strategies in order to do it pretty well. So, Karen, earlier we were talking about some of the challenges with establishing a good network. What are some of the struggles that you've experienced?
0: Just getting started and Being an introvert, networking is not, you know, doesn't come natural to me. So it's a a little bit daunting. I know I remember going to many events with you and networking with various people. And it was just something that I had to become more comfortable with.
1: Right. And, and that's really one of the big uh, ideas about networking. It's going to be a, a big crowded place. There's people mingling and doing small talk and, you know, trying to drink while having a conversation and then trying to seem really interested and trying to get them to be really interested in you and then exchanging business cards.
0: Where are you from?
1: Exactly. <laughs> what are you doing? How long have you been here? Where do you work? What school did you go to? Uh, fun things over and over again. And while networking receptions can be pretty helpful in terms of establishing new connections, they can also be a bit nerve-wracking, right? Yes. Yes. Well, that whole concept about networking is just one aspect of it. Really, networking is all about building collaborations and partnerships with like-minded people about things that we care about. Yeah. So I know you are a great collaborator. You establish fantastic partnerships with key collaborators, people who are different process owners the different parts of the organization, as well as in your career. What's been some of the greatest things that you've been able to accomplish as a result of having like fantastic relationships with people?
0: I think just building the relationships, period. So yes, building those relationships led to things that I can put on my resume. But I think building that you know, coalition within my network, I think has been one of the benefits to it. So I would say just getting to learn different areas or of the organization, what other people do within the organization, that we all have the same struggles mm-hmm. and things that we're trying to overcome. And I think that really helps to build those relationships and in turn, build the network.
1: There you go. And in turn, build the network. And I think that's really the big thing that we're going to talk about today. It's not so much about here's my information, give me your information, and we'll exchange emails and see what we can get from each other. But really, what can we both get with collaboration? What can we define together through our partnerships?
0: (laughs) Right. And we're going to talk about that today with four tips to building a network.
1: Exactly. So if you're interested in how you want to build your network, build your collaboration, and your organizational prowess, this show is for you. Okay, Karen, so what is the first strategy for building a solid professional network?
0: So the first one is to start early and nurture often. Yes. So you want to start building your network early on in your career, not just when you're ready to head into the executive level.
1: Yeah, you know, one of the challenges that we run into in coaching a whole lot is this idea about networking. People feel that they should have an established network. They can, like in the movies, pick up a phone call and say, hey, I got a favor to call in.
0: Or the Rolodex, remember those things? <laughs>
1: exactly, just like peeling through the Rolodex. Yeah. Like
0: in Harry Met Sally. When oh, they...
1: yes, exactly. And <laughs> she's
0: picking out the, the She folds guys. the
1: corner, married, and puts it back <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Fisher, such a great Retired. actress. Retired. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's all about establishing good networks with people. And it's all something that is value-based, which we'll get in. But it's something that you should begin uh, just having conversations with people, starting early, having a one-on-one conversations, and then also nurturing that relationship. So it's not something that really goes dry. Uh, almost like if you have a good friendship with someone, and then you haven't spoken to them in like five years, and all of a sudden, out of the blue, you pop up and you say, hey, how's it going? You wanna, Can help, I me job? You wanna <laughs> help me move? You wanna help me move? Exactly. The friendship really isn't that strong at that point. Uh, and that's the whole point also in networking. You wanna establish solid relationships to maintain a really good ongoing conversation with people. And I think one of the keys to that is really what the relationship is based on. So if you have uh, areas in common, Uh, that you want to talk about that are related to your professional growth because they have similar interests as well. Mm -hmm. That is where the connection continues to lay.
0: Right. Well, I also think it's kind of like what they say about a really good friendship is that you don't have to be talking every day and every minute, every hour in order to have that connection. That true friendship is... You haven't spoken for a while, but when you get back on the phone and start talking, it's like the time hasn't passed. Right. So I think similar for the networks, where you don't have to be it has it doesn't have to be somebody that you're working with day in and day out. But if you've built that strong relationship and that strong rapport, when you do pick up the phone after a while and say, Hey, how are things going? Just, you know, wanted to touch base with you. I have this opportunity, but wanted to kind of, you know, run it past you and kind of, you know, see what you think, maybe give me some advice, you know, then they wouldn't be hesitant to, to offer that up because again, you're a strong part of their network and valued.
1: And valued. Yeah. And that's really the big thing. Cause again, you're reaching out to them with an opportunity, a reason to connect. And on top of that though, even though there may have been a couple of years, a couple of months that has passed since you had your conversation, they realize that you're busy as well. They're busy just the same. So just taking the moment to connect and interact with people is really the thing. Uh, And also think of your network as your extended uh, friends that you have, your your friendships that you've established along the way. So if the person had a birthday, if there was something of a nice news article that had come out, if you knew something about their agency that's going on in the news, you can reach out to them and ask how things are going. Um, Of course, always happy birthdays, things like that. Uh, things that are important to them. I think
0: of the different milestones or different things going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So
0: many times it's happened to me where I think of a, you know, coworker who no longer works with me and I'm like, oh, I should reach out to them and see how they're doing. And then almost moments later, they actually text me at the same time, which I think is very strange. Um, But that just goes to show that you want to try to continue to reach out to mm-hmm. individuals. So. And
1: who knows, maybe you're going to bump into each other at other places as well. Uh, you could be at different uh, training and development seminars, symposia, things like that. Uh, or perhaps because you are in the same field, you're experiencing the same issues. Who knows, you could just reach out and connect with them on those topics.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So the whole idea is really to start it early and continue to nurture that that relationship as you continue to evolve in your career.
0: Right, even if you feel like you don't need the network, which I think we'll come into this in the next um, part of it, what part of our our show here, where we talk about the value based interactions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that's key because you don't want to seem like the person that only shows up when you need something. Right. So continue to nurture that even in times when you don't feel like you need a network because you can always use a network.
1: Yeah, you can always use a network. Uh, And this whole idea about like, Uh, You want to make sure that you have the well dug before you get thirsty. So having that fountain of connections and relationships established already is very helpful. Uh, Because sometimes if you're so focused on your career or your job and you're looking at from one perspective or one angle, um, and then all of a sudden you're looking for something else because... Oh my gosh, I got a new boss, or this thing changed. And or this technology is
0: changed, and, and now you need to find another way to do something.
1: Yeah, that network should be there all along. Because again, people hire people, they don't hire resumes or pieces of paper. So if that relationship is there and there's recommendations and referrals that are attached to that, really that, that's what it's about. And the same thing for you like if a person came to you and you had a good relationship with them, you trusted them, you valued their perspective and their opinion, why wouldn't you recommend them for something, especially if you knew of an opportunity? Right. Yeah, yeah, th- those are partnerships.
0: Yeah, which brings us to our second point here of don't be toxic.
1: Yeah, that, that's really a big thing. It's not about having a person on speed dial just to get whatever it is that you want. You're not taking your giving. Think of it as like you're in the service industry. You're there to help them just as much as they are there to help you. That's what it's about. You're not just taking stuff from people,
0: right? It has to be reciprocal. You have to, you know, be able to provide some value in turn, right? right? It's not just showing up and calling somebody up and saying, "Hey, I need a job. You know, help me out. I haven't talked to you in ten years." But there is a way to do that, right? If you continue to nurture your network, even if you're not again talking constantly right. there is a way to to do that but you don't want to be the toxic piece of the network where oh everybody knows you because you reach out whenever you need something and that's only the time that's right. the only time you reach out
1: yeah, they, they only hear from you when things have gone terribly wrong and, you know. I just got to get speak. out of here. Exactly. You don't understand. And, and also your network is a connection of relationships. So if you think about it from that perspective, you want those relationships to be helpful for everyone that's involved. Not like an abusive relationship where you're taking advantage of one person or the other all the time. Uh, and also make sure, again, because it's a people-based concept, that you're not thinking of the person as whatever it is that they can get for you. They're not like a source of stuff that you can just kind of pilfer from, but rather a person that has emotions, they have families, they have passions, they have concerns and considerations. So yeah, help support that, help support them as opposed to, again, what can I get from this person? Right. So that's the second one, Karen, don't be toxic. What's the third one?
0: The third one is to be focused on collaboration.
1: Collaboration-focused, absolutely. So when you have a chance to connect with someone, if there is a uh, collaboration that you want to propose or if there's an idea that you want to be able to run by someone, that is how you can work well enough with your, your network. One of the great things that you can do, for instance, say you're a hiring manager and you're looking for uh, an opportunity uh, to hire someone on. And you know someone in your network that perhaps knows other people in their network When you call them up you can say hey i know that you uh have worked with a lot of really great people you've mentored and developed uh, a lot of folks that are really excelling in the organization can you recommend any to me to consider for this opportunity that i have that sounds like a pretty cool thing right yeah or another collaboration uh, what if you're in a position where you're looking for a job? And you're trying to think through, well, how can I use my network as a way to help me identify a career or my next step or something? What if you were interested in doing externships or volunteering or sharing information? So if you reached out to someone and you said, I've been working on this project, I have this idea, Uh, I have all of these experiences, and I'm interested in using them to really help provide some value in this project or this type of a program. Would you be interested in talking a little bit more about how we can partner up on something like that? It's more about collaboration focused rather than just picking up the phone and saying, exactly. (laughs) Hey, do you know of a (laughs) job? Because really kind of put yourself in their shoes. How often would you like to hear that question? Someone calling you up? Can I have something? Right. Yeah. If you were there to offer something, then that's something that's a little different. Uh, If you, uh, as you send an email and the person's reading the email or uh, when they're calling you and they're looking at the caller ID and the other person kind of feels a little bit of, oh god I don't want to talk to this person because I know what they're going to ask for they're just going to want something else I mean how excited are you going to be for that person
0: yeah you want to be engaged with individuals that again provide value are showing an interest in the relationship in you as a person not just you know wanting things I think that's just what we all want right we want to be valued and feel like you interact with me on a human level, not just a transactional.
1: No one wants to feel used. Absolutely. that That's the thing. And if it's, again, a collaboration-focused approach, then it's an opportunity as opposed to something where people feel like they're getting taken advantage of, Right, which is never a nice thing. Okay. So what's the next one?
0: Well, the next one and final one is to network across all levels oh
1: yeah this one's super important absolutely
0: yeah so essentially you don't want to be just focusing on networking with all the executives and not really paying attention to your peers or those that you work at maybe a level below you want to make sure that you are networking across all various levels
1: right it's not like who can I go suck up to in order to get that next job or the promotion, or let me go and find out whatever it is that that other person likes and then pretend I like all of that stuff as well, just so that they like me and they can give me something.
0: Which that is not networking.
1: Yeah, no, exactly right, that's (laughs) not networking. That's a great point. And and think of everyone uh, to your side who is above you as well as below you as really good partners because you never know how all of the connections really work.
0: Right, and you never know when you're (laughs) going to be somebody else is you know be be, um, somebody else's employee right you could be reporting to somebody who started at a lower level but they have moved their way up and now they're your supervisor so we talk about not burning bridges all the time and that's another reason why um, not just because you want to be a good person but you just never know what type of things are gonna happen in your career.
1: The people that you see on your way up are also the same people that you see on the way down. So uh, say you get this wonderful position and you're like, yes, I'm awesome. Everyone is beneath me, mwahaha. And then something goes bad, you don't like where you're at, or, you know, just something happens. And before you know it, you find yourself in a position where you're reporting to another person that you were rude to or mean to, or you've ignored and shut people out. I mean, really, that's...
0: Right, because uh, you didn't value them based on who they are. Instead, you placed value in their position, which you held more value in those above you rather than everybody equally.
1: Yeah, Uh, And in government, when people decide to change uh, agencies, organizations, they get different appointments or other opportunities in the private sector, and they're kind of like moving in and out. If you build your whole castle uh, on this one area that then moves away, and now you're left there by yourself, well, now you're fending on your own. I mean, otherwise, if you had a good collaboration with people, then it's the people that is the castle rather than the institution or the position that you've had.
0: Right. Or another example is, you know, many times when executives retire or certain employees retire from the government, they come back as a contractor. So you might come back and you're working for somebody who you did not treat very nicely when you were a government employee. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that happen lots oh, of times. Oh, yeah, lots
1: of times. So That's again...
0: You just, it always comes full circle. So you just want to make sure you are treating people with respect at all levels and building your network at the same time.
1: You know, one of the great pieces of advice that I got throughout my career was a really great colleague who was in a senior leadership position. Uh, And one of the things he said is just honestly take time to connect with people, meet with people at different levels. Uh, And they not only said that, but they lived that. And they were some of the most beloved people in the organization. And at different levels, people were willing to collaborate on projects, work late, uh, do different assignments, you know. as Give their
0: discretionary energy.
1: Exactly. Anything that they could to make sure that because they cared of course, about the mission and the organization, but they really cared about that person. And it's like that Maya Angela quote that we talked about previously as well, right? People don't remember uh, all of the details, but they remember how they made you feel, mm-hmm. essentially is what, what, uh, what it came to.
0: How you made them feel. How yeah. you
1: made them feel. And all of us have the opportunity to be that difference for people in their lives, right? Uh, I mean, it could be someone that has no influence or no impact uh, on you one way or the other, but also, I think that that is a big point of character as well. Yeah. How well you treat people that can't do anything for you is really a, a testament to your, your character.
0: Yeah.
1: So when you put all of those together, Karen, there's, there's four areas of networking. Um, the first one is to make sure that you start early. And you continue to nurture that work networking relationship. So establish the ongoing conversations, the connections. Be of value to them. Reach out if they have uh, questions, or just check in on people. Uh, another great thing you can do with this is just schedule like monthly or bi monthly meetings, coffees uh, every we quarter. We need more meetings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just have a chance. <laughs> I think that's to connect the hard part, people. right?
0: Is trying to fit all of this into your schedule. Yeah. Right.
1: Pretty much. Uh, it could be that that two minutes of happy chatter that you have with people before uh, the meetings when you see them you know, more often than not in different meetings and all of that.
0: <laughs> we can
1: always use more meetings. As we're That's waiting funny. for
0: other people to figure out their mic issues. <laughs> uh, exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: What was that conference ID number again? What was the password?
1: <laughs> uh, the second one, don't be toxic. Yeah. Don't just take from people. Don't burn bridges. Don't be mean or rude. Just uh, honestly be a a good person. Uh, And that I think is one of the the bigger things as a lesson in life. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, don't be that person that make people feel bad. Uh, What was the third one?
0: And the third one was to make sure to focus on collaboration.
1: Exactly. Be focused on collaboration. Uh, come to them with something that is of value and of interest uh, to them, not just something to kind of take uh, from them. Yeah, big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lastly, of course, is making sure that you're networking across all of the levels. Above, below, to the side. Yeah, the more connected you can be to people, uh, the better off you are. So those four examples, if you compare those to that idea that we're talking with about the beginning, you know, where you just show up at a networking reception and you feel forced to talk to people and uncomfortable in exchanging business cards, mm-hmm. it's different, right?
0: Right. I like this type of networking better, yeah, but I'll do well, both, <laughs> but I'm more comfortable in just... The day-to-day networking
1: yeah you can use the other one as a type of a tool to kind of interact with people establish connections and all that but really at the end of the day it's all about building those relationships and those partnerships so when you think about it from that mindset you're going to be even better uh, okay, so those are our uh, questions or our topics that we had. We now are going to move on to our questions from the GovGeekdom, our Q&A's that we have questions and answers. So if you have any questions that we can answer or answers that we may question, hmm. please feel free to send us an email or reach us out, uh, reach out to us on social media. We're happy to connect with you. So we have two questions uh, this week. The first one is, how do I keep track of opportunities? Uh, Karen you Rolodex Rolodex there you go (laughs) well honestly I guess it's whatever works with people
0: yeah whatever works for your organizational level and whatever you're more comfortable with whether it's a binder remember back in the old days have a binder of all the different opportunities Um, you could have Excel spreadsheets Mm -hmm. for those of you who that's how you like to keep organized I would say yeah whatever it's it's comfortable for you to keep track of the various opportunities
1: sure Uh, And your Outlook calendars, if you want to put in notes uh, every year for a person's birthday, a special issue or concern. Uh, If you're keeping the notes section of the contacts where a person has certain likes or interests or concerns. But more often than not, if you have that established relationship, you're going to automatically know and you're going to think about that person.
0: Yeah, I think we use the calendars a lot. And like if somebody mentions something like a milestone or something that's important to them, You know, I know we pretty quickly put it into our calendar so we can make sure not to forget.
1: Yeah. Uh, And sometimes those simple outreach, a text message, a phone call, uh, an email, gosh, those are some of the things that really make a difference. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So that's how you can kind of keep track of uh, some opportunities. The next question is Do I really still need an elevator pitch? Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Even if
0: you're not in the office right now, you still need an elevator pitch.
1: Uh, Exactly. If if you're not taking a lot of elevators these (laughs) days. No, really, uh, what is it about you that you want others to know about? How do you define the value that that you have? And the elevator pitch isn't like, this is my job. This is what I do. This is my work. This is where I sit. No, think about it as like a purpose-oriented aspect. Why is it that you like to do something? What is it that you're impassioned about? How is it that you really see yourself? If you can have like a vision statement for yourself uh, and use that as a way to kind of convey the value that you have, absolutely um when you're in an interview process and someone asks so tell us about yourself rather than saying oh you know i went to this school and have this many years experience if you create something that is engaging something that is compelling that you want them to listen to you they're going to want that because they're excited about it
0: right and i think for you know some people may not know what an elevator pitch is so essentially that is just a very quick statement and it could be about anything, but right now we're talking about personally, like your vision statement, but it could be, let's say if it's about a project or a lot of times it is, let's say you're in the elevator with the executive and you only have, you know, what is it? 30 seconds to explain yourself or to tell them about a certain project you're working on or your career thus far, and you only have a limited amount of time for that elevator ride. And so you wanna make sure that it's impactful and concise Mm -hmm. so that once you get off the elevator, you have done a great job of explaining yourself in a way where they will never forget.
1: Yeah, be engaging, be compelling, be interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. You can even say uh, the bottom line up front, B-L-U-F, the bluff. Uh, That allows a person to really kind of know what the issue is, know what's important about all of that. Uh, And really, if it's important to you, then yeah, you're, you're gonna convey that well enough. Great. I think that's exciting. So thank you guys so much for your engagement and for listening to our show this week. Uh, Also, just to let you know, please make sure that you come out to thegovgeeks.com. Feel free to connect with us. Join our mailing list. We send out lots of great content to help people stay engaged and really fulfilled in the work that they have in government. Also, every Wednesday, we have our great LinkedIn series that we're doing. This one is on interview basics. I think we're on uh, number seven right now, if I recall correctly. Uh, But we get together every Wednesday on LinkedIn to talk a little bit about that. So come on out and watch our show there as well. And then lastly, we have the GovGeek Challenge. This is going to be kicking off on March 22nd. We talk about everything from career growth and development, how to find uh, the right job series, how to craft and format your resume, how to make sure that you're applying for the right jobs, how to develop fantastic interview responses that are good to go, and also how to manage your network. These are great tools and strategies, so please register at thegovgeeks.com. We look forward to seeing you and are really excited about our partnership there as well. So Karen, this show, we were talking a little bit about how to build a professional network that really works. What are your closing thoughts?
0: So your network is your net worth. So make sure that you are nurturing it and making sure to focus on those relationships.
1: That's beautiful. Thank you guys so much. We look forward to seeing you next week.
0: Thank you.